an effort to allow farm workers to be able to make more money has essentially died now in a Washington State Senate committee. Uh, This is uh, uh, something that we've been sharing uh, at Save Family Farming, this effort uh, of workers to say, let us work, let us get the hours we want so we can make the money that we want for our families. We've talked about this before on the program, and politically things got a little bit ugly, and you've got to ask this bill, this idea that that farm workers were supporting and wanted and were testifying in favor of it now kind of dying in the process not being allowed to be brought forward for a vote by state senator karen kaiser got to ask if that was because of what went on in a hearing on this bill where farm workers were essentially uh, manipulated and silenced by the political leadership in that committee welcome to the farming show uh here on KGMI, I'm Dylan Honkoop with Save Family Farming. Um, this issue is a complicated one, and it's hard for some people to understand. But what's not hard to understand is that farm workers are saying, let us work. They don't want, they do not like the system of overtime that Washington State is now in the process of forcing on their work ostensibly to benefit them, right? That's the idea as well. You know, if workers are given overtime, the state requires their employers to pay them time and a half pay over 40 hours a week. And actually they're phasing that in. Last year it was 55 was the threshold. This year it's 48. Next year it will be 40 hours a week. Um, If the state is saying you got to, pay overtime beyond that threshold like you would for a factory job or an office job workers aren't able to make as much money why well a variety of reasons and we're going to get into this a bit again here this morning thank you for being with us here on on kgm i have a clip of what happened in this hearing um week and a half ago or so just to demonstrate how this goes and the political the political hypocrisy that goes on in Olympia by people who say they care about farm workers, people who will shame and mock people uh, that they think are harming farm workers, farmers they say are racist. Well, is that really the case? You know, is this? those same people showing their true colors that if farm workers aren't on the same political team as them, don't agree with their political motives and agenda, suddenly they aren't their champions anymore? I think it's a a legitimate question to ask, particularly after what we heard Washington State Senator Rebecca Saldana do in this hearing that we've been talking about. So the bottom line is, Farms facing the specter of having to pay time and a half. Farms are already, and we talk about this all the time here on the program. Farms face very tight margins to begin with. And it's getting worse, particularly in the last couple of years. Costs are skyrocketing. 
returns for the food that they produce are often staying flat, in some cases even going down. A few cases going up a little bit, and some people think, oh, well, look, your prices are going up. But it's nowhere near enough to keep pace with the increases in the cost. So things are already tight. Then if you take labor costs, and this is particularly true in labor-intensive crops, a lot of which we have here in Washington State, particularly tree fruit, apples, pears, cherries, here on the, on the west side, blueberries, raspberries, labor. It involves a lot of people doing the work to bring in the harvest. This is the way that farming has gone since time immemorial. It, it takes people, it takes time and work, and you make it happen. So you already have, without this whole overtime issue, you already have labor costs that are... 50%, I'm hearing some you know, people saying in certain cases 60%, in some cases even as high as 80% of the cost to produce that particular food. And again, here in Washington State, oftentimes this is fruit that we're talking about, the fruit that this state is famous for. So labor is already a huge percentage of the cost that goes into producing this. Then, if you add this issue of overtime on top of it, and say, you know, during those busy seasons, um, X amount of that labor done by people who are putting in more than 40 hours a week, because anybody in farming, myself included, has been there and done that. You put in the hours, you make, you get work done. That's what you do. You put in a 50-hour week, a 60-hour week, 70-hour weeks. I used to work 80, 90-hour weeks sometimes during busy seasons in farming. I, I welcome that because I knew the other part of the year, in the wintertime, there's not going to be work to do. So I got to make the money now. So you take that work that already costs a farm a huge percentage of what it, it, the overall bill essentially to produce whatever food they're producing and say a portion of that, uh, the stuff that, that workers are doing over the overtime threshold, that's now going to cost 50% more. Well, the economics don't really work out there. And in fact, a lot of farms in this state would go out of business if that was the only option they had. They don't have that as their only their other option. It's, for a lot of farms, the choice is do that and go out of business or say, okay, to mitigate this cost that's beyond what we can do and, and, and stay out of the red, the way to deal with that is, well, we've seen in so many other industries where people's hours are limited to keep them below that threshold. So that extra, you know, for farms in this case, um, potentially business ending cost is avoided. This is what workers are experiencing. And this is the farming show. Thanks for being with us here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Um, this is what workers are, are speaking out about and, and, and the voices that we've been sharing through our campaign at Save Family Farming and our campaign focused on farm workers and their voices called Protect Farm Workers Now. ProtectFarmWorkersNow.org is the website home for that. Uh, also, you can find Protect Farm Workers Now on Instagram and on Facebook. You can also find, of course, Save Family Farming on those platforms. We've been sharing their voices because farm workers are being hurt by this. Farms, in so many cases, don't have a choice if they want to stay in business. 
They go out of business. What happens to those jobs in those hours? They're gone. Nobody's making anything. And as we've talked about on the show, that food production is very likely to be going elsewhere in the world to a foreign country where workers are paid next to nothing and they don't have protections and the environment does not have protection. They have a tiny fraction of the rules and regulations that we have here already if those are even enforced in foreign countries, plus the carbon footprint to then ship that food from wherever it's being produced back here. So that, that's already a loss if farms go out of business because they can't afford to do this. If they can spread that out and say, okay, well, we're going to have to find a way to bring in more people. So more, more pe- we have the pie of what we can afford to pay for labor dollars. Now each worker is going to have to get a smaller piece of the pie, essentially, not be able to make as much money because we can't afford this increase on a portion of that piece of the pie because it doesn't exist. We don't have the money to do that. So workers are feeling this. Workers understand the economics of this as well. And that's where they're saying, can we just work? This is what we're used to. This is what we expect to do. And I say this as someone who, again, did farm work myself growing up. A lot of people around here also know what this is about. Busy season, you do it. You get it done. And that's what farm workers are saying. We're used to this. This is how we make our money. We get as many hours as we can during the busy season. And we have fewer hours or even take time off on the other side of the year when there's not much going on on the farm. Because, you know, like nature and stuff. You know, you're not... You're not harvesting apples in January. There's no, you know, none of this busy season stuff going on right now. You aren't going to get those hours. So this is is the way things work, and this is what workers are calling for. Again, we've talked about this on the show. So this idea has been brought forward to say, and this is this is what almost every other state that that's instituted over time in farming has done and it's called seasonality at least that's one term for it where the state allows a specific window designed to be timed with a a farm's busy season to say okay yeah that's when you're bringing in the crops everybody's working a lot and that overtime threshold is raised so people can work more hours and still protect their piece of the pie as far as the labor dollars that are there for them that's what farm workers want. They want to make more money. They want to put in the hours, make that money. And this bill, this idea um, that's being pushed forward in Olympia would help them do that, would help them make more money. That's why farmers, farm workers are in support of it. It would be good for farmers and farm workers. They agree on this. So this bill, Senate Bill 5476, brought forward that would do just that. It would introduce a 12-week window to be decided on a farm-by-farm basis. A farm could apply for it, be approved. They would have to give notice to their workers. There's going to be this 12-week season when we say it's going to start. because It's got to fit every different crop and every different farm and how they work and when the busy time is to allow people to get more hours and make more money without, without the farm going out of business because they cannot. They literally don't have the budget to pay that time-and-a-half pay. So this idea is dropped as a bill in Olympia. It's the legislative session down there. And it's dropped into by a few different senators in in the State Labor and Commerce Committee, chaired by 
Karen, Senator Karen Kaiser, very much a union supporter type, very progressive, and also uh, vice chair of this committee, Senator Rebecca Saldana, a former farm worker union activist. So you can imagine where they're... To these people, overtime is like a religion. And they literally will be... They're out there saying that if someone is not getting time and a half pay, to them, that's exploitation. Apparently, it doesn't matter that the actual economics in farming, which is different than any other sector in certain ways, it doesn't work out that way. And that's what's happening. These workers are not being helped by this. They're being hurt by it. They don't want to hear that, though, because this is their religion. Everyone, this is one of the tenets of you know the labor movement, everyone has to have overtime. And to them, it's an injustice. To them, and they, they voice this in this committee hearing, to them, it it's based in racism, Systemic racism, which the history of that, they have warped as well because it's not true. The arguments that they made, even in this this hearing that I'm going to play a clip from, I'm not going to play this part, but they did try to say, well, you know, this was all because racist farmers didn't want to pay people of color more money. And so that's why that there, there was this exemption for overtime historically, and they're trying to right that wrong by this rollout of overtime for farming in Washington. That's not what it has to do with it all, but that's, that's what they claim it's all about. So anything that opposes that, they're vehemently opposed to. Apparently, even if workers, the workers themselves that they say they're protecting are in favor of it. So this is what happens. Workers show up to this hearing, and Senators Kaiser and Saldana appeared kind of shocked that there were workers there testifying in favor of this bill that they thought was so terrible, that they politically think is so awful because they are far-left, you know, progressive union types, okay? Okay. So that, that's the hearing. These workers are, are testifying. Multiple people have testified. There have been some in the room. Um, and, and it finally comes to, sorry, I have the audio queued up here. It comes to some workers that are, are testifying remotely over Zoom for some reason. And I still don't know why. And there, there still hasn't been an answer to this. Um, there hasn't been an answer to why this happened. The, the cer state certified translator that had translated for a different person in the room, a Spanish speaker in the room earlier, was not used. Who did the translating? State Senator Rebecca Saldana herself, who has a very clear political interest on the, in this and should just be listening to testimony. So she's translating for these people, not accurately, by the way. She's already adding her color and her perspective in. And then after one of the workers speaks, she decides to add her own editorial comments without even saying that she's doing it first, just tacking it on to what's ostensibly the testimony of this worker. And then she has to correct herself. And oh, well, well, that, that's, that's my opinion. So listen to this. This is the work. I'll just sum up what the worker said in Spanish um, was essentially this. He, he, his name was Cesar Crescencio, Eastern Washington farm worker, said, Good morning. My name is Cesar Crescencio. I support Bill SB 5476. In the wintertime, we only work like 20 hours, and it's very difficult to help my family financially and my daughter as well since she's studying. I want to be able to work more than 50 hours, 
thank you. So he's in favor of this bill. He wants to be able to work more hours. This is what State Senator Rebecca Saldana then did as she was quote-unquote translating. See if you think it's the same thing, and you, as I, will, as I was, you will be shocked by her adding her own comments at the end of this testimony. Take a listen yeah. to this. Gracias por su testimonio. And again, just briefly saying that during the winter, it's really hard. Um, there's not enough work. There's, it's really hard to put the hours together. And so that's why when there is work, they need the extra hours. Being able to work 50 hours is what allows them to even survive. Um, and it would be even more if they could work those extra 10 hours and have that be time and a half with overtime. And that's my last, my, my comments, because it's really hard for me to translate when I know that they're not given all the information. Thank you. La próxima persona. What? Okay, did you just hear what happened there? Number one, she didn't really accurately represent what, what Cesar said, Mr. Crescencio. She didn't even say what he said, which was he supports the bill. She didn't even repeat that. So her translation was inaccurate to begin with. Secondly... She begins to add her own editorial comments without even saying anything, as if he had said it, only correcting herself afterwards, adding in her political perspective about overtime, which is already suggesting, I guess, that he's wrong in what he's saying. But then that much worse, she goes on to say, it's really hard for me to translate when this is going on. Okay, well, why are you translating then? If it's hard for you to translate, there's a certified translator in the room. Use that person. But then it's really hard for me to translate when I know these folks haven't been given the right information. What? It's really hard for me to translate when I know that they're not given all the information. Thank you. And then she carries on. So she is saying that this worker doesn't know what he's talking about. Is that really what she just did? Talk about demeaning. This guy knows what he's talking about. All these folks, they live it. This is their life. They're not stupid. I don't know what Senator Saldana thinks. She claims to, to be the champion for this community, looking out for this community. Yet when they say something she politically disagrees with, she has to suggest they haven't been given all the information? Give me a break. It's, it's pathetic. And Senator Saldana should apologize for this kind of behavior. That's what happened. There's other clips I could play. I'm out of time. This is The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Unfortunately, well, you can hear there. Obviously, she didn't want to hear what they had to say. So is it any surprise? She's the vice chair. You know, the, the chair, Senator Kaiser, pulled some similar antics, questioning whether farm workers really knew what they were saying. It's disgusting to me. Somehow telegraphing that they think these people aren't smart. Give me a break. Smart people. But is it any surprise with that kind of leadership that this bill hmm, didn't go anywhere? Yeah, because it was inconvenient for them politically. It's a shame, and it's not the way things should work. Uh, I guarantee we have not heard the end of this issue. Thanks for being with us this morning here on The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on, on KGMI, of course, uh, Saturday Morning Live. Coming up next as we continue on KGMI 790 and 96.5 FM in Bellingham.